This is a Diet of Brussels. This is an uh, interview guide to the interview I did with Raoul Uberreken uh, of the European uh, of the Council of the European Union. Um, in that uh, discussion, we talked uh, about justice and home affairs specifically, but I think there's a, a kind of a, a wider point that uh, we might take from that, which is this. Uh, disconnect that we we sometimes see uh, in British European policy, and in fact quite often see, between the rhetoric, the politics of the situation, and then the practice, the the, the policy on the ground. And as uh, Raoul was uh, saying, um, what we have here is uh, a situation where the UK uh, government in practice is actually quite keen to be involved collaborate you know if you've got an opportunity to work with some partners internationally to help combat crime or uh, terrorism or things like that then well you might as well take it Um, but politically uh, discursively uh, the government is not very keen to uh, make those arguments out loud now I think that that creates uh, potentially some uh, issues actually can raise some issues. Uh, Key of which, I think, is the way in which you find uh, that uh, people don't understand how these things work and that, uh, you know, it contributes to a sense that uh, somehow politicians aren't playing straight. Now, you can see, I think, particularly in the case of Justin Home Affairs, why there is this issue, that this is a very uh, politically sensitive area, this is about justice, this is about the core values of the state and a key function of the state about crime and punishment. Uh, And to suggest that this is opened up to other people, I think people uh, or politicians often might feel uh, concerned that that sends out the wrong kind of signals. The important point here is, though, that uh, collaboration in terms of capturing criminals or sharing information is not the same as saying, will we create a single uh, legal area or that we create a single criminal justice system and that we all follow the same procedures. And certainly, I think you can see, uh, if you look uh, more generally, that the UK has been less keen on that kind of harmonisation uh, kind of process. Second key thing that that I took from talking with Raoul and with um, other people uh, as well uh, whilst I I was in Brussels is this sense that the UK has uh, brought this situation very much on itself, that this is a a self-inflicted wound uh, uh, on the part of the British government, that nobody made them have a referendum, that there are plenty of other things to be thinking about. Raoul was uh, actually coming out of uh, stepping out of the European Council uh, meeting that was going on where they were talking uh, again with the Turks uh, about uh, the deal on uh, returning uh, illegal migrants. Now, um, here, you know, I think it, it highlights one of the things which often I think is missing from the British debate, which is the sense that Uh, As much as we might not be keen to hear voices from outside of the UK, uh, voices from outside the UK have opinions, have interests, and uh, they want to try and uh, find a solution that's uh, viable for the British people and for the British government. Um, But they also have other things that they need to think about. They've got to think about their own politics, their own uh, domestic situations. Um, 
Altogether, then, I think, you know, and I, I think I make this uh, not just about Raoul, but uh, more broadly. And there were some other interviews that I tried to do with uh, uh, expats and uh, other functionnaire types who uh, I met in other events, but uh, the quality of the, the tapes really weren't uh, worth uh, me uh, making it uh, into another episode. But again, this slight sense of frustration that hangs around Brussels circles that uh, here is a country that has been uh, actually very successful in influencing policy, that has been uh, willing to contribute uh, time and efforts to European uh, initiatives, but which doesn't seem to be able to articulate that or to defend that. Um, and which uh, lacks uh, a confidence in its, in its uh, engagement with uh, European institutions. Now, one of the things I think that's interesting is that, uh, you know, uh, I think this is uh, going to be a long-term uh, issue, um, and even if the UK leaves the EU, then clearly the U- UK is still going to have to be involved with uh, the other institutions uh, uh, that govern uh, the European continent, um, that uh, not being a member still requires uh, participation. And if you listen to the, uh, the interview with Raoul, we talked a bit about, you know, does membership matter? And I wasn't particularly trying to lead him, but it was interesting, again, the point is the one that's been made repeatedly by institutions, which is that if you want to be in the club, then you have to uh, take on obligations, uh, and that if you don't want to be in the club, then, well, you get a much less uh, positive uh, or uh, balanced kind of deal. So hopefully uh, what we've got from this is something which gives you a bit of a perspective from the Brussels end, uh, particularly about an issue which I think is, uh, is interesting to a lot of people. Um, and uh, as we can do some more, uh, I will bring those to you. <laughs>